Hey friend, it's Corey Robinson with NBC Sports. Let's talk some story. The PGA Tour made some big changes, which I, I, I think the moves are akin to a union, the formation of a union in the PGA Tour. This concept of a union has been thrown around for at least a decade, but the question of, well, when should PGA Tour players unionize has jumped to the top of the discussion board since the existential threat of live. It actually reminds me of Bill Gates's memo, the, t- the internet tidal wave memo back in May 26, 1995. You should read it, it's super long, but he describes the competition and the future of the internet back in 95 and what Microsoft needs to do in order to beat the competition that outflanked them. So what we've seen here with the PGA Tour is that the first move was increase the purses, but they weren't close to the live purses sitting right around $25 million per event. Now, granted, the things that live sold to their core demographic, and this is key, this is key. What they sold to their core demographic was this idea of, well, you play less events, so you're not gonna be on tour that, that much, right? You get paid more money. So in theory, you get the best of both worlds. You get a fan-friendly new format. You get to spend more time with your family, less time on the road, and you get paid more money. Doesn't that sound lovely? But the PGA Tour now has responded with purses that are within spitting distance of the live purses, which within, you think about how long this has taken, within a few months to make two quantum leaps with purses shows you just how great this threat is. And then you think about the players only meeting recently that happened. Actually, before we get there, let's talk about these purses. Let me tell you, now there are 12 elevated events instead of eight. Let's stop right there. Live currently has eight events, but they're expanding to 14 next season. So that's the first mirror move that we see. These purses, I'm just going to read them to you. $20 million, $20 million, $20 million, $20 million, $15 million, $25 million. The mode, if you had to pick one, would be $20 million. There's a lot of those numbers in these 12 elevated events. That's right there. I mean, you're looking at 5 to $10 million less than live. So in addition to these 12 elevated events, top players, they have to play in all of them. They also have to play in the four majors and three PGA Tour events of their choosing. So it's going to end up being at least 20 PGA Tour events each year. So... In theory, the thought process is, yes, you're still playing a lot of golf, but the idea is if you want to watch the best players in the world, where do you go? The best players in the world play on the PGA Tour. That's kind of the marketing pitch here. And you know that since you have the star power present at all the the major events, these 12 elevated events and the four majors, you know you're going to drive traffic. You're going to drive eyeballs. In addition to that, they doubled the player impact program, the total bonus pool from $50 million to $100 million in 2022 and 2023. The criteria has been changed. So now the criteria for 2023 is internet searches, general awareness, golf fan awareness, media mentions, broadcast exposure. They pivoted from social media criteria and the previous criteria. But the, the idea is the same. Do you bring eyeballs to our league? Are you a star? Can we market you? Remember, this is in a post, well, not a post-Tiger world, but This is in a world where Tiger Woods is not going to be there forever. You have to start grooming the next Tiger. Then this is where we get into the union territory. There is this thing called the earnings assurance program, which I think is brilliant. So now there's this guaranteed league minimum for full tour players of $500,000 per year. You have to play in at least 15 events and rookies and returning members get the money up front. Why is that important? Golf is a lot like tennis in this regard. I don't know if you know any professional tennis players, but I had a couple of friends that played professionally after college. And what you learn is, yes, you look at that big, oh, you won the U.S. Open. How many millions did you make from that? Or you see the, the sponsorship deal. But your earnings dramatically 
vary from top 20 in the world to top 50 in the world to top 100 in the world to top 125 in the world, right? Sometimes they're just kind of breaking even, just, well, how much money will it cost for me to get to this tournament, stay there for two weeks with my team and compete? Maybe my earnings will just cover my cost of travel. That's when the pro circuit becomes a grind, when you're in those kind of lower ranks. Golf is similar. So now for non-exempt members, the players who are ranked 126th to 150th and below, they will get $5,000 for every miscut and they'll get a travel stipend to help cover costs related to tournament and travel. So when you think about this players only meeting in light of the things I just mentioned, it's so critical to see how a big voice like Tiger Woods and a big voice like Roy McIlroy can help protect the vulnerable because in the PGA Tour, Liv at first targeted not the top 25 players in the world, but the most vulnerable players. Now the PGA Tour, because of players like Tiger and Rory, have now helped protect the most vulnerable players on tour, essentially sapping Liv of what is their core demographic. And that's fascinating. The emergence of a union. I'm Corey Robinson with NBC Sports. I'd love to hear what you think. Please reach out to me on social media using the hashtag CoreyStory. Story.